Living in another country can be quite difficult, especially if you're not from there and you have no idea about all the ins and outs that go into it. That is why in today's podcast, we break down what this looks like for one of our very own creators. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos to YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of YouTube podcast. I am fresh off my vid summit journey, and let me tell you, ladies, There are so many male creators and it is obnoxious. Not the creators themselves are obnoxious, but the fact that we are not in abundance yet. Ah, I have all kinds of feelings, all kinds of emotions, all kinds of words to mention about this. But overall, I do have to say that the creator economy is just bumping with opportunity for us to make money and connect with brands that we love that we can truly add massive amounts of value to. And we just need to kind of get out of our own way and make these things happen by building great relationships, networking, going to events like VidSummit where you can be around other creators and network and find people that you can connect with and talk with and all of that good stuff. But overall, I am like digging my heels in hard that this podcast, the Women of YouTube podcast needs to exist so that we can keep telling these stories to inspire other women to get their fin- fabulous and fantastic selves onto YouTube and share their journeys and be a part of this place because, oh my God, so many men, so many men. It just was so annoying and entitled and frustrating while also a mix of like, there's a lot of really great creators out there as well. So that aside, so today's podcast, I'm talking with Mills. Now she's a creator who talks about life in the Dominican Republic and everything that's kind of associated with like how you get your visas and all the right paperwork, what a relationship is like with somebody when you are an expat and so much more. And she has so much great information about like how she creates, why she creates, what's it like being like the sort of vlogging, but educational resource on YouTube and all these other really great, important touchstones that come in to creator life. So without further ado, here is that podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today, Mills. I think we're going to have lots of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Let's start this way we always do. Why YouTube? Oh man, I don't even, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, Well, I felt like I always wanted to do YouTube and then I push it off for literally like two or three years before I actually started. Um, for me, I feel like it was just, it just makes sense. I'm, I'm a super visual person. Um, so I think that like a visual video content platform is what made the most sense for me, especially once I moved to DR, I wanted to have the opportunity to like literally physically show people things. So, um, just made the most sense, but 
I don't know. I feel like TikTok wasn't even like a thing then. So I'm like, it has to be YouTube. <laughs> right. So tell us, what is your channel about? My channel is mostly about expat life in the Dominican Republic, but I also have a bunch of other things like K-1 visa, marrying and dating someone from another country, motherhood lifestyle, but basics in DR things. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what led you to that? Like, tell us the story. How did you become an expat, first of all? And how did you end up in the Dominican Republic? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. So I actually went to the DR throughout high school on mission trips. And I went to the exact town that I ended up moving to. Now we can get into a whole different podcast about mission trips and what I think about them now, but um, it really introduced me to the DR, which was great. Um, and I'm from New York. I was working in Manhattan and I was just kind of over the craziness of Manhattan and that kind of like go, go, go. So I decided I wanted to move abroad. And after literally delaying the decision for a year, cause I was so nervous, I finally did it. Um, and I went to teach specifically. Um, so I taught at a private school, I taught fourth grade. Um, and that's also where I started, um, working remotely. And then I, my second year there is when I worked full-time remote, um, and I stopped teaching. So that's how I ended up there, but it was definitely like a very long journey to get to that point. Okay. And so what led you to wanting to turn this journey of yours, this relationship, this lifestyle into YouTube? Well, I figured, so I actually didn't start my channel until my second year there. So I moved, taught the whole first year. I was in such a cool town and I wanted to do YouTube, but I was nervous. And I regret that so much, just not starting earlier. But one, I think I really started and my first videos were about how to teach abroad and what questions you should ask, because I realized that there were a lot of questions I wish I asked in the interview that I didn't or things that were unclear. So I was like, oh, I can probably help people in the same position um, that are hoping to do the same thing. So I, when I finally like got the nerve to do the channel, um, I, that's really where I started to help people, like show them the culture, show them what it was like to move abroad as a uh, woman. And I just felt like YouTube was the place to do it and show everyone these things. So you said something interesting, I think that sparks a lot of, hits a lot of the feels for people, which was being nervous to start, being nervous to film. I mean, you got a lot working against you in that like you're a different country, you're you're not a local, you're not a native, you you just walk around, walk around with the camera, can really like freak people out. How did you bypass your nervousness? Um, I so I I still get nervous, which is funny because it's been however long now, but I just out of I have anxiety and I totally feel when people, a lot of people ask me like, how do I just do it? I'm too nervous and too anxious. At a certain point, you just have to start, right? So I knew I wanted to do it. And now my only regret is not starting earlier. I could have had so much more content and I could have showed so many more things that I missed out on because I was just too nervous to do it earlier. Um, I just kind of pushed myself to do it. I looked at other people with similar um, content or channels and I was like, okay, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it. And the worst thing is, if I hate it, I stop, I can delete videos. Like it's not, you know, it's not like a full-time commitment. You just start as a hobby and then see what happens. But I just feel like you have to just eventually push yourself into it and like make yourself do it. 
I mean, that seems to make a lot of sense. I don't think you're wrong there. That's for sure. It's hard. <laughs> it's really weird. Like walking around filming stuff, like one, it's a big target on you. You're like, well, as a tourist, right? Like they are not from yeah. here or whatever. At least I ran into that when I've been in other countries because they stand out because it was Asia and I'm blonde and stuff. So it's a right. whole thing. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of those things that's kind of like, uh, it's only awkward for you. It's not awkward so much for everybody else. I mean, I'm sure they're a little like, what is going on? Or they don't want to yeah. like be seen up with the hand up situation. Yeah. Right. But it's mostly about like the general vibe of things and stuff like that. And I'm sure that, you know, we could talk a great deal about like, you got to tell people what you're doing and you have to ask for permission. Like, is this okay? I just want to like show people what this is like and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's still like a hard line. You have to be really respectful of people too. Cause I've seen people not be, especially in like a different country. Um, but also a lot of my videos are at home and that's where I started. I was like, I'm starting like at home in my apartment alone and then we'll get to like the streets. So it's a process. So can I make the outlandish assumption that you speak the language yeah. now mm -hmm. or did you before when you came in? I did, but I wasn't like fluent or anything, but, um, I was definitely conversational. So that helps. But then, you know, living there, you get so much better. And I'm sure that that helped you with comfort as well too, being able to like explain to them by talking to them, not like trying to be like YouTube or like right. oh, trying no. to have that awkward language barrier that often no. happens. <laughs> Thank goodness that I can't, I, I don't think I'd be brave enough to do it if I didn't speak any Spanish. There's no way. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's fair. Super fair. I'm one of those weirdos that's like at home in the world. Like the harder, weirder it is, probably the better I'll do there. Like I just, oh. me and my Google Translate, we do a good job together. Yeah, <laughs> no, honestly, there are ways, which is good. Right. So tell me about getting started and like where and where you're at. What have you learned along the way that, you know, could really value and help our listeners on their journeys? Good and bad. Just give us the details. Um, so, oh, I've learned so much throughout kind of just having a channel and putting up videos and then trying different content. So I feel like one, no matter what, uh, your niche is, what you're talking about, how you go about it, you're going to get negative comments. Um, and they're always going to usually be from people with no, no picture, no channel, no videos themselves. And it's just something that's kind of come to the territory and you need to accept it and be okay with that. Um, I'm so sensitive. So it was really hard for me and it still is. I still get upset when I get mean comments, but that's the number one thing. It's like, that's inevitable and you can't really avoid it. No matter how much I try to be um, not too like controversial and, and include all different opinions and stuff, it happens anyway. Um, so that's one. And then two, I think, at the end of the day, you have to really do it for yourself and enjoy what you're doing. The topics that you're doing, if you don't like what you're talking about, I think that it does like come through and it shows and it will impact your work. Um, so I think like at the foundation, you need to find something you're passionate about, even if it's not what you think to be the most like popular category or niche. Um, as long as you like it, that will get you so far as well. So um, that's another thing that I've learned. And then just like consistency, you have to be consistent. You have to keep going. Even when like videos do badly that you think are going to do well, or, 
um, vice versa, like something you didn't even put that much effort into does well and you're so confused. I think just like keep on keeping on and, and if you do enjoy it and you want it to work, you just have to keep keep being consistent with it and not kind of like disappearing and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my main points, I think, of what I've learned. So can you share with us how you've been able to make a business or earn income from your channel? Uh, so I'm still working on that. I definitely do make money, which is I'm very grateful for. And I have been recently more um, serious about like, okay, let me actually do this um, because I do too many things for free. Uh, and I think a lot of women can relate to that. Um, I'm sure some men can too, but I feel like a lot of women are, um, I don't know, we're just nice. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll go extra. And I feel bad like charging for things. But um, the first way is obviously monetization. I got monetized. Oh, I don't even remember. Definitely within my first year on YouTube. Um, and that's good. It's helpful. It's not where I think most people make the bulk of their money. So I have my ad revenue, which you get once a month and that's through Google AdSense. And it just depends on your, uh, kind of rates and whatnot and who's watching and from where and what your content is on how much you're going to make. Um, no two people will make the same amount. And then I also offer consultations. So people who are vacationing to DR or moving to DR, um, or moving abroad in general, but I really focus on Dominican Republic because that's where I am, where I have my knowledge. I'll do one-on-one -on -one calls with them and I provide kind of all this information, Google Docs and stuff with my contacts, recommendations on housing and schools and hospitals and all of that stuff. Um, so that is another way that I make um, income and that's kind of like ramping up. And then I'll help people too, like, um, for example, like one of my um consultations he just went there and he needed help getting a covid test so i set up a whole appointment and he paid me for that um and then finally sponsorships and brand deals so if you know i do a sponsored video or if a company sends me something i'm getting better at saying not just free products but kind of like setting up my rates and the media kit and whatnot but that would be the third way um, I've done things with other kind of like Spanish apps or learning opportunities and things like that. So yeah, there's different ways, but it's a struggle. I'm working on it. <laughs> Why do you think it is it's causing your struggle? Um, I just, first I did, I did and do so much for free. It's actually interesting. Um, a lot of people reach out to me on Instagram for help or email. Um, mostly Instagram. I get a lot of DMs asking things like, I'm dating someone from the DR, blah, 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 or I'm visiting, how do I rent a car or where should I stay? And for me, I love connecting with people. I genuinely love helping people. I'll always answer their questions. I have people I've met and I still, you know, talk and help them a year later, whatever. Um, but someone just reached out to me the other day and she was like, I need a, I need help finding a house. I asked another YouTuber who's in the town that she wants to move to, but she wanted me to do a consultation. Um, just to answer that question mm -hmm. and I was kind of like dang like they're really like you know they won't even answer questions unless you pay instead of a console and that never even like would cross my mind unless someone specifically needs like a deep dive ton of information like a ton of stuff they want to document and I was like wow my 
should I be doing that? And so it's kind of, that's my struggle is like genuinely wanting to help people. And I'm very bad at like asking for payment or compensation. And on the other hand, it's like, huh, other people are getting paid for this. Like, should I? And not wanting to take away from like genuinely helping and then product, you know, probably sponsorships. A lot of companies just want free product and they'll say, we'll send you this. Oh, you'll get a commission link and people, you know, if they buy it, they'll get you'll get 10%, 20%, whatever of the sale. Um, That if you're going to do a full video, it's like, you have to really say, is that value of that product worth it? Is, does your audience like it? Um, So I think just like putting your, putting a line of like a, a minimum, I'm trying to do that now and get better at like, this is like the lowest I'll go, I think. Um, So, Yeah. (laughs) It really is a struggle. And the reason I ask isn't, I, I, you know, I hope I didn't make you feel uncomfortable. No, like we're all in these different journeys. We're all dealing with these different kinds of struggles. It's like, well, how do we, how do we convert these kinds of things in these kinds of ways? Like, what are the different ways I can make revenue? And what is it that, oh, I'm not the only one that's making or doing this. I'm good. I don't feel so crazy. Right. <laughs> so, but it's important to, to, you know, and we all start somewhere. And I think it's important to identify that. Like it's, it's okay to start with doing free products and reviews and oh, yeah. support. And maybe even as a tag, I can affiliate to it. Cause then maybe the, there can be something that comes from it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's just so much like that you can do within it. And, and uh, there's so much opportunity. It's just a matter of like building it up and getting there. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to the womenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. Yeah. So since you talk so much about Dominican Republic and stuff, do you do any sort of opt-ins or leads or anything like that to like connect with people and stay in touch with them? Or are you still just figuring all that out? I go back and forth between like, should I convert all these, like all of my helpful videos to a blog format or a PDF or have an email list and send them out like my top five places to work remotely or, you know, just little things that people ask me all the time and I think would be good, but I haven't done, I don't have an email list to answer that question. I do have a list of people that I've worked with or answered things for before. And I will like reach back out and give them, which I guess is actually more work for me. I'll like personally give them different updates and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I have, I have a, like a collaboration with a hotel in Santiago now. So if I know people that were looking for that, I'll go back and tell them about it. But, uh, I know that we were talking a little bit about it and that's definitely something I want to start doing. I'm not sure if it will be, um, necessarily like a website and a blog, but having a list of people where I'm saying, you know, now I have memberships. That's another thing on YouTube. Like now I have the membership program that I finally set up. Um, or now I have consultations that would be good to have a list of people that are getting that, that want it and can opt in. Um, 
So yeah, I need to figure out kind of like the specifics with of doing that without kind of like bothering anyone. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, there's a really cool YouTuber, uh, it's a love in London. And she has this like a, a travel guide that she gives people. Yeah, yeah. Her, so. yeah. Free idea for a free idea for you, yeah. but but it's good. Like I said, we're all in development. We're all trying to figure out like what yeah. we have next, how things are going. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about like some things that we can do as YouTubers to create better content. What do you think is a commonly overlooked YouTube thing that new creators or creators in general are forgetting to do? I think uh, as I you're in your nice studio with the soundproof and the mic. That is important, I think. Um, having good audio is really good. There is videos that I watch, and um, I had bit bad audio, and I'm like, I can't even like really understand what I was saying, or it's distracting. And so I think that's a turnoff for people. So realizing that almost over video sometimes audio is really important. Um, also, I think authenticity is very important too, because I know myself when I do consume content, I can tell when people are being genuine or not. So if it's something that's like sponsored and I can kind of tell us you're just doing that for money or um, you're, I don't want to say like being fake because everyone has like a persona, I guess, when they're on and they're showing themselves to the world. But I think like being genuine in yourself and authentic really does have an impact. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think those two are really important. And when it comes down to like equipment and things like that, that will change. And once you get more successful or once you learn more, then you'll figure out like, oh, I, I want this camera. I, that's a good light, um, which all of those things are very important too. I would also say just like knowing your audience and um, you've done a really good job with niching down, uh, which is great and sticking to that topic, something that I do kind of, and it's varying opinions of, different people will tell you different things. I kind of do a little bit of a um, broader kind of category of topics and videos, but I do think that if you have, let's say three main things that you're talking about that are all related, then that will definitely be important and help you in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, and like kind of staying on what you're passionate about. Like don't just like throw in, oh, I, let's just do real estate because like, I think that will get me views. I think if you're, you don't really know what you're talking about and you don't care, that will come across. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, you can run the risk like of having the wrong people in your YouTube sphere. I know for me, I had that happen. Like I have, I had a, a handful of my top performing videos were attracting the wrong people, and now I'm me. going to like a big YouTube like journey yeah. <laughs> everything is down and it sucks but there's nothing i can do about it except pump out the content that i really want to get converting that happened to me and it's still i'm still like happy effects of it yeah how long have you been dealing with yours i think last year i and it's still i've, I've done similar videos since but i did a uh haul video Mm -hmm. And I genuinely thought that it would be with my subs and like, it would be, you know, for women that were curvy and that's not what happened. It just like blew up. That's actually my highest performing video. It has hundreds of thousands of views and it's like 
you know, hit a, a thing, a, a, an audience that didn't know me and it wasn't bad. Like, sure. I got subs and views, but they're not the ones that are interested in the DR content. Mm-hmm. So that's when I say like making sure your things are tied together is important. It is important, you know, because those people uh, that we're watching from India don't really care about <laughs> DR. So it's, I mean, it's fine. It's like you live and learn and there are benefits and there are cons, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. To come back from that and be like, where are my subs or where are my views? <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Again, that's what I'm dealing with right now. And just got to keep churning it out, making sure it's in the, the verticals and the niches you want to be known for. And yeah. Go from there. Like I said, I we're all growing here. We're all yeah. trying to figure this out together. <laughs> don't think any of us have it all figured out, okay? Oh, no. No, no one does. Even the biggest people, I think they're like, oh, and we're pivoting. Okay, never mind. <laughs> like, we're doing that now. Yep, okay. <laughs> right. So I think that once you hit certain milestones, you have more freedom to experiment and stuff. Yeah. But when you're in hitting trying to hit certain growth growth milestones use your words that's right uh that's when you're gonna have the whole like i gotta really focus and be really clear and specific about what's going on definitely yeah so well that's awesome so what have you done right like what's in a big win victory thing that we can learn from Mm. (laughs) i think genuinely uh I have made a positive impact showing people a positive side of the Dominican Republic. Um, Definitely not calling anyone out, not trying to start any drama, but uh, there are channels that are mostly um, men who go to the DR as expats, but they're staying on the beach. They're there for the women and stuff. And that's fine. That's a different niche entirely. And I don't really even like, I don't go there. We have different videos, but I think sometimes DR gets a lot of negative videos um, and people just think of it as like a place to go party or like go to the beach. But I really think that I've shed light on some issues, um, helps people like have a positive impact by like, for example, doing a fundraiser to support one of my friends who we pay for her school. So just like things like that is what I'm proud of, I think, Um, like showing the authentic culture and like appreciating it. And then just on like a, I guess, a standpoint of YouTube, um, being consistent. And although there were times that I definitely uh, did not be as consistent as I wanted to, I never stopped for like months and months and months and then came back. Uh, so even when, when I was like, I don't have anything to talk about, I still made videos and stuff. So I think being consistent has really helped me. That's good. I'm glad. So then how do you stay motivated? How do you keep, how do you keep it up for the YouTubes? Man, oh, I, it, it, it definitely comes up and down. And there's been times where I'm super motivated and I have so many ideas and so much content I want to make that I'm like, I don't even have time. And then there's other times when I'm like, wow, I don't even have anything to talk about. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't, it's frustrating. Like if I'm in the States, I'm not there. And I, I like vlogs better than sitting and talking. So all of that, um, I think definitely has an impact on motivation. But at the end of the day, I want to grow my channel and I do enjoy it. So that's 
that really motivates me. Like I like doing it. I like thinking of new ideas. I don't like editing, but I, I you know, I like putting up videos and connecting with people and meeting new people. Uh, so all of that is a motivating factor for me. And I know that I just have to like, sometimes when I don't want to edit, I'll just have, I'm just like, well, you, you said that you have weekly videos, so you have to have weekly videos. So I think like putting yourself to a standard really helps. Yeah, I think that that's great. All right, time for a little bit of rapid fire here. So what is it that you film with? Uh, sorry, my husband's <laughs> going to get the baby. Um, I film with a Canon M50 or my phone, which is an iPhone 12 Pro, but trying to do the Canon. <laughs> hey, good stuff. That's mine. I have two, so I hear you. Uh, <laughs> who's your favorite female YouTube creator? Oh, that's hard. Oh, no, I know. I'm so bad at rapid fire. I'm actually probably the worst at this. I really like um, Molly Burke. She's a blind YouTuber, and I just think that seeing the world as someone else lives is really good. I just like her, her content. Yeah. Love that. All right. Um, who is your dream collaboration? Oh my, with a person or a uh, brand? Either one. Mm, I, okay, I would love to do a collaboration with like a resort in DR or like the travel, like, you know, just tourism in general. Like if I could do a collab with them, I would, that would be awesome. Oh, love that. And what is your favorite video that you've created to date? Oh, I, <laughs> there's so many that I love. Wow. That's hard. Okay. I think, um, two, sorry. One is the birth vlog that I did because I just, it's emotional and I cry. Mm -hmm. Uh, and two would be, um, I just have a couple of vlogs of like just daily life. And mm -hmm. I think they really like capture what it was like, you know, living there in a small town and um, the kind heartedness of my friends and family in DR. So I think those, that was, yeah, I like those too. Awesome. Where can we follow you on YouTube? So my username is literally just Mills. So what appears uh, right here on the screen, um, M-I-L-L-S, I will probably add my last name in there because I'm like, that's not, you know, let's get more specific, but that's where you can find me. Um, all my videos are there or on my Instagram, which is Rebecca Mills with three S's on the end. All right. And we'll make sure to have the links to all those open our show notes over at the women of youtube.com. Well, thank you so much for your time and your talents and your awesome things that you're doing to make the world a better place. One person aspiring to expat at a time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I love doing this and I'm here to answer any questions that anyone might have. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Remember Mills, you and everyone who are listening are possibly amazing. And until next week, I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. 